Coming to you live from Crown Heights, Brooklyn, with doggos. So many doggos. Yeah. So Wine is Grape, well, episode 13. 13. Yay. Yeah, I can feel that big hefty 15 lurking around the corner. Oh, boy. Poking his big oh, stupid 15 head oh, around geez. the corner. I can feel that pressure to make quality content from that 15. Yeah. But well, we're at 13, the unlucky 13. number. But I feel like it's kind of ironic because I feel like this is going to be one of our most special episodes This yet. is a pretty monumental episode because we went to a pretty monumental place. And we had a monumental experience with a monumental man. And we have put off... Whoa. <laughs> and a monumental man. Um, we have... Um, we what? Have, do you think he's not monumental? I think he's very monumental. Okay, okay. I just like the way you say man. Man. Um, Considering we just watched a bunch of videos with him. Just to get ourselves in the zone. Yeah, because we needed to feel the power and the, <laughs> the and power the, and of the Paul. might and the yes and the the massive appreciation because we have appreciation for wine, oh, but boy. not on this scale. Um, and I feel like we do. We're just not able to express. We're it. just not as good as expressing it. And I want to be better at expressing it because of meeting this person. Uh, but to begin... Anyway, episode 13. Episode 13. This to begin, is Wine is Grape. We, uh, we, um... So, but the plan, we went to this place. I'm not going to tell you where yet. I mean, whatever. You see the episode title. Uh, went to this place, specializes in Riesling. So, we drank a Riesling, like, two nights ago to, like, record the podcast. Because we're like, oh, we can drink Riesling. Because that makes sense. Because this is a place, and the dude's obsessed with Riesling. And we're obsessed with Riesling. And then we didn't record because we were sleepy. Well, it's not just that we've been sleepy. It's just that this has been an episode I feel like that's had a lot of weight. Yes. We've and had we to needed do a lot to like mentally prepare it. for it. Yeah. So we've been kind of putting off doing it. Just at least that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I've been putting me too. off doing me too. it. Just because of, you know, I kind of. Yeah. Not intimidating is not the right word, but. Terror. Yeah. It's a little. Terror. Yeah. It's, terror. It, it, it's, 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 it's relatively. <laughs> nerve-wracking to, uh, to make this episode but, but yeah to uh to prep ourselves for this evening mm -hmm. um to record the best version of this episode ever we are uh, drinking we just drank some kava we drank some kava 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 i don't know yeah. um that we got at a really sketchy liquor store but they seem to have some decent selections because it was raining and we couldn't walk far to the nice wine today store. was a nasty nasty yeah. day screw the weather in new york screw city the today we went to the gym and we were both wearing um jackets that are not waterproof because we're dog sitting right now as yeah. per usual as per usual um but we have two doggos yeah we have two doggos that were um two aussies that we're hanging out with here um and they both have they've gone ahead and they've they're, they're comatose asleep. they're asleep right thank now. god yeah because otherwise we'd have a lot of dogs are little times. attention whores these two um <sighs> we love them though they're yeah, great. No, they're great yeah but anyway we went to the gym wearing these not good jackets for weather and not for, good for, shoes rain. for rain yep and it just kept happening and we were soaked yep. Yep. and then we had to go get wine so we could record this episode and drink wine because <laughs> duh who doesn't it, have wine at night and then we drank it all so and we were on like this major sparkling wine kick right and then now. we drank it all so we got two bottles of sparkling wine. We got a cava and we got a prosecco. We yep. don't really like prosecco, but we decided to go with it. 
Well, it's and a prosecco you've been wanting to try. It is true, yeah. But yeah. tonight we had a, we got a cava, you know, Spanish it's cava, marugat. And you know, I feel like I haven't had enough sparkling wine to really have like a true powerful opinion on it. But I feel yeah. like I prefer cava over cava is an excellent most sparkling wine. Sparkling wine. Um, yeah. Oh, he he lives. Oh God, he lives. Oh, doggo, okay, doggo. There, there oh God. Okay, um, you hear jingling? It's just the dog. It, it's just doggos. It's and just Baloo. Normally we're in a nice recording space, but we aren't today, so you're just gonna have to deal with it. Deal. Sorry, sorry. not. Sorry. Sorry, anyway, not sorry. So yes, we uh, can't clink because we already drank our kava. Yep. We don't have anything to drink right now except water. Whatever. No, that's clink okay. our water bottles. Yeah. Oh, that's Ooh, nice. That was a nice clink. <laughs> I, I liked that a lot. <laughs> Is our water bottles. It's very good. Yes. Yep. Anyway, okay. So this week, or last week. It was last this Monday. this week's episode. Yeah, it was a week ago today. They exactly. don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. A week ago today, we went terroir, to uh, Terroir Tribeca. Terroir. Uh oh, the dog is coming up to me. Yeah. Oh God, no, no, go away, dog. Oh, mm. you're very cute. Okay. Sorry if you hear dog sounds. There's a dog, and he's he usually jumps on my lap. So, oh, he's panting now. Okay, just get on the couch. Get on the couch. Doggo, get on. The, okay. Oh my God, no. This is not great timing. Okay. So we went to Terroir Tribeca. Yeah. In Tribeca, yep. Um, which we never go to Tribeca. It's a bougie, bougie part of town. Every time I go to Tribeca, I'm like, where am I? <laughs> it's so bougie. It's all like cobblestones. It's, yeah. it's like, and you know, it has a pretty populated. industrial past too. So it doesn't it's like, like. I don't even know the history of Tribeca. Yes, it's. I feel like I should. I, I don't know exactly what kind of industry. So that just goes to show how much I'm BSing yeah. here. But it was an industrial. One area thing that I know about Tribeca, it's where all the like super. Dog, can you not breathe into the microphone? Tribeca is where all the like super celebrities live. People that live in New York City, like famous people, like Taylor Swift. Uh, Was that your only celebrity? Chelsea Clinton. There we go. Okay, there's more than one. Uh, Rihanna. Oh, maybe. An- maybe. Some pop star. Maybe Rihanna. Okay, bye, dog. Um, <laughs> pop star. <laughs> I'm glad that we're getting all the dog sounds in this episode. Uh, anyway. You you catch my drift. Like it's yep. a really really bougie neighborhood. It's a bougie neighborhood. It's where all the celebrities live in Manhattan. There's like cobblestone streets. Yeah, it's and it's very quiet and I don't know. Every time I've been there, it's been quiet. But that just goes to show how little I've actually yeah, been. Yeah, no, Tribeca is bougie as heck. Love it. So yep. so we there's this wine bar and I kind of went in expecting it to be so freaking snobby. Really? Yeah, because it's Tribeca. Oh okay. Because. But even though, but here's the thing: is Tribeca. that there? So if you look up, if you if you go to the website for uh, Terroir Tribeca, um, it's you have a lot of menus to look at, yes. and all of the mu- menus are goofy. They're goofy. They're very fun um, and kind of alternative. They're freaking hilarious! Menus. Definitely look it up. Um, lots so funny. of funny pop culture quotes um, and uh, kind of um, informal descriptions of different wines um, and descriptions of why the selection is the way that it is. And so I didn't expect it to be particularly snobby because of looking at the menus. Online. I was unsure. You know, sometimes you can't always tell from the menu. But oh my gosh, dog! Nope. Yes. Oh my Great. gosh. Boof boof. Oh my gosh. Baloo, <laughs> cut it out. So yeah. No, I, I wasn't really sure what to expect because it's pr- Tribeca, but yeah, the menu was super goofy. It, it was like written. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe I got was that it was written by like a super genius child man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you're going to describe Paul? No, God, no. No. Oh, God. I've lost my train of thought because the dog is barking. We are, uh, we are, when we say Paul, we're referring to Paul Greco, um, who is, and now he's playing with the squeaky toy. Who you is were just sleeping, and now you're being so well annoying. well-known psalm in the mm-hmm. wine world. Yeah. Um, we first saw him in the psalm documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he's a very colorful personality. Um, it's not that all Psalms are tie-wearing, um, uh, folks or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just that a majority of them are. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Paul has, Paul d- does not fit that description not at all. at all. He is a t-shirt with maybe a jacket over kind of guy, um, uh, with funky facial hair and... Funky kind of, facial hair. Yeah, and kind of a punk rock sort of... Yeah, look to he's him. like the punk rock sommelier. Yeah. He's and... just like, yeah, I know a shit ton about wine. <laughs> I'm going to dress however the fuck I want and do it, drink some good shit. It's a very, very, <laughs> very fun personality to oh, see in the wine so world. so good. Just because we're used so to refreshing. seeing a lot of the same. So refreshing. Um, and yeah, no, we, we, we're, we're, we, were, we were fans before going in. Um, but let's, let's, let's yeah. backtrack. Because we have to explain. Yeah. Because this is... Well, anyway, this is okay. this is that this is this is his this, this is, is his baby. His, this is this yeah. episode is dedicated to Paul Greco. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to it. Yeah, because he I know probably will hate everything pro- that yeah, we get wrong. We're pretty much fangirling and talking about wine. And we hope that he yeah. never listens because he's too awesome. Yep. Oh uh, man. Okay, okay. Great. So let's talk about terroir. Tri- terroir. Tribeca. Tribeca. Yeah. Um, or just terroir. Terroir. You can also just call it terroir. Terroir. Um, right. That's and, how he refers to it. Yes. And abide by Paul's wishes. Yes. Um, yes, God. Yes. Loca- <laughs> location is uh, 24 Harrison Street. Yes. So we took the C train to Chambers. If you yep. live in New York, you'll know what this means. Yep. The C train to Chambers and then walked about five to seven minutes. Yep. To get um, there. West of that. Yep. Yeah. Walked back on some cobblestone walk, walked streets. Walked past a bunch of tasty pizza yep. and bagels and stuff, and tried not <laughs> to stop, and then got there. Yeah, so we got there. Uh, it was fairly empty. Yeah, I but mean, it, it was only it like up, though. it was only like five on a Monday, and we tried to get there for happy hour. Yep, happy hour is um, it's it? kind of early. It's four, four to, to six, six every eight. day, and then after eleven. Yes. Um, so we wanted to hit happy hour because we've been spending a lot of money on wine bars lately. Yeah. So we, this podcast. we got there around five-ish, right? I'm pretty yes, sure we got there yeah. around mm-hmm. five. So yeah. we were there for the end of happy hour, but we ended up actually not participating in most of happy hour stuff. Um, most of our wine was happy hour. Yeah, most of it, but, okay. not, but not all yeah, of it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And popcorn. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Nothing. We'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. So we got there. It looked like your typical wine bar. It was very cozy, very well lit. Which I especially appreciated because I always take pictures in these places and the pictures are always really dark and blurry and I have trouble getting photos yep. for the Instagram, for the Wine is Grape Instagram. So it actually was very, very well lit. 
So I was like, yes! Yep, the opening area, there's a very large bar. Um, and then there's also a, a bunch of small tables by a mirror in the front of the place. And mm-hmm. then in the back, there's a very large sort of area. Yes. And of course, we chose to sit at the bar. Yep, and then there's the also the private rooms for parties and wine tastings. Downstairs. Um, which you can oh, find out more about if you go to their website. Yep. Um, and kind of get an in-depth look at, you know, how exactly that works with yep. um, pricing and how many people and all that jazz. But overall, a super cozy cozy, homey, comfortable wine bar. Yeah, and there were all kinds there that night. There were people who had obviously been there before and people who had never been there before. And didn't um, know anything about who wine. Who didn't know what the hell they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and, the then, whole... and even there was, there was even a kid who came in at one point. Yeah, there was a child. Yeah, there was a kid. And Paul um, took very good care of that yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know what it was, but the, but, the, but the kid passed the test walking in the door and they were like, okay, sure, that kid can be here. Um, and so... Yeah, he was there for a while with his parents. Yep. He oh wasn't gosh, he wasn't Paul. drinking wine though, obviously. Right. Yeah. I don't know how Paul I'm sure Paul did something nice for him. Yeah. Um okay. What so... did he say? He said they're on his intellectual level or something like that. <laughs> is yeah, that what he yeah, said? yeah, he said yeah, cuz someone was like, you know, did you deal with the kid and Paul said, yeah, but you know, they're on my intellectual level. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I I heard him say something like uh yeah i always take care of them you take care of the the other ones or something i don't know it was just like super hilarious how he's like i don't know it was it was funny we're like who is this person he's amazing so we sat at the bar um they had a shit ton of wine open like wine bottles behind the bar yeah it it did a really good job of showing off like hey if you're paying attention to what's on the menu look at the bar because it's all there too and you can kind of get an idea as to what you're looking at yeah and they also had like liquor and stuff um something that jumped out to me was they had a cider and beer menu i know and it was made from like those children's refrigerator magnets yeah refrigerator magnets like the letters so everything was spelled out with those like colorful refrigerator magnets that's super fun it was so cool yeah and they have um we didn't really do any exploring with this because we you know are wine focused but their cider selection and the way that cider is talked about there um is different from just about anywhere i think i've ever been in new york Mm -hmm. because cider is kind of like this hush hush drink that you you have and and you don't really tell anybody that you're drinking cider right right um it's for people that are like i don't like beer like you know i don't really like alcohol in general so i'm gonna drink cider this tastes Um, like bubbly apple juice this tastes exactly it has that kind of stereotype to it but i don't know it was fun to see yeah and i saw a few people come in and actually order cider yeah like there was a really like cool push it's partially because of the time of year but it was also cool to see that there was so much cider that was like on display um, oh, and the a funny thing that jumped out to me was spelled out in those like children's magnetic letter things um, on the cider slash beer list. It said, OMG, not wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Because, right, yeah, priorities, man. Oh, There's... so, so good. Um, so, yeah, we sat at the bar. Um, the menu was a binder, like a three ring binder. It's a little horrifying. Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's if you really, don't know, really big. If you haven't been to a wine bar before, I don't know. You might want to do some research. It's a good thing they're so helpful. Yeah, they're super good thing helpful. The staff is so amazing. go for it. Just like go. But at the same time, if you came and you were hoping to understand the menu, I mean, it's it's a doozy. Yep. It's a huge menu, um, and we, you know, spent a majority of our time looking at the menu while we were there. Yep. As opposed to just kind of like you know shooting the shit and looking around. Instead, we were reading the menu like a textbook. Yep. Um, because not only did it have their food and wine selection, but it also had um, 
like, so much funny stuff. So in many it. essays, like essays, little, like small essays, kind of like almost, like almost like meme-like sort of pages yeah. comparing, like you know, different members of pop culture and um, in, like in football, not like American football, but like football, football. Right, right. Um, now the other dog is yeah, making sound. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dogs. Ugh, dogs. So bad at podcasting. Oh this is why dogs don't podcast. Like dogs don't make podcasts. Yeah, they can't I, keep know, it I'd together. Be scratching myself in the <laughs> mic and barking at so- sounds outside. But and politicians and yeah. stuff like that. So it was a re- it's a really it's a really fun menu to explore because of that. Right, right. Um, but um, but huge, so big mm-hmm. and hilarious and amazing. And I wanted to read the whole thing. I want to take it home and like read it before and I go if, to bed. And if you're curious, as to, you can explore a majority of this menu online. Um, not all of it. Uh, there's a really big chunk of it that is was only there, but um, yeah. you can go online and check it out. Yes. And yeah, there's a lot of it there. Cool. So um, this wine bar is known for the event that they made famous, slash that Paul made famous, yeah. uh, was the Summer of Riesling, yeah. which is this big summer event uh, where they like increase their Riesling selection and they have like events and tastings and they even have like a Riesling cruise thing that happens um it's a big deal I only Baloo dog stop it I only found out about it this summer like or right after the summer like after it was too late yeah it was already long gone but then we were like ah next year so we it was kind of on our radar to begin with so Baloo go go away we apologize to everyone for the dogs but this is just our life right now yeah. I hope they find it endearing. We breathe in hair. <laughs> it's all the time. It's because your computer is on his bed. Uh, and he's really upset about it. <laughs> computer can't be close. <laughs> You're interrupting the most important it's episode we've bed. ever it's, recorded, it's, it's, dog. It's the couch, though. Uh, uh. Anyway. Okay. So their big thing is Riesling. Summer Riesling. So um, we're sitting there. We're looking at the Riesling menu. It is overwhelming. They have explanations of, like, acidity versus residual sugar. And even me, one who's, like, read about Riesling, I was still like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because, like, a majority of what we know about Riesling is that there's sweet Riesling and then there's dry-ish yeah, there's Riesling. there's a wide, wide, and wide range like, of Riesling. you've got all these different sorts. So you can di- like or dislike sweet wine or dry wine and there is a Riesling in the middle or right. on the extremes for you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's one of the exciting things about Riesling. And I think this is one of the reasons why Riesling is pushed and why, um, terroir like focuses so much on the Riesling list. Right. So being there and being that they invented summer of Riesling, um, of course we had to order Riesling dog go away. Oh, <laughs> um, so we had to order Riesling. So we're sitting there, we're looking at the Riesling menu. We're a little lost. We're a little intimidated. So. In walks Paul. Yep. I mean, Paul walks up to the bar where we're sitting. Yep. And uh, he's, like like we've described him, he has his goatee. He's very rock and roll. I wasn't entirely edgy. expecting him to be there, so I was a little starstruck when I saw him. And I actually didn't recognize him at first, because you were like, isn't that the guy from the Saw movies? Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, it is! <laughs> <laughs> You're right! Yeah. So yeah. I just got really loud. Yeah, I was really right. excited. Uh, so yeah, he walks up, he's like, hey, can I help you out? And so we kind of described what we were looking for, and I was like, I want a more, like, an off-dry Riesling. And you were like, I want a dry Riesling. So he, like, gave us all these options. 
um, and described stuff to us, and he let us taste a few after describing them. And I ended up trying a Riesling from Michigan. I know, which is like totally not your thing. No, it was a 2015 Riesling called Left Foot Charlie from the Old Mission Peninsula Mm -hmm. in Traverse City, Michigan. Which is not far. Which is ironically, (laughs) or coincidentally I guess, where I went to boarding school. Close to where you went to boarding school. It was like, it's like a 40 minute drive from where I went to boarding school. But Traverse City was the closest big city to where I went to school. So I was like, what? They make wine there? What the heck? So it was a fantastic wine, and I think I went to order some. And what did you get? Oh, um, I got kind of what you were looking at yeah. on the menu. Um, I just, you know, went and got like a, a an act, like like a German Riesling. Yeah. Um, a sort of... Trocken. Yeah, tr- yeah, Trocken, which, you know, is German for dry. Um, like actually dry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and oh man, oh, oh no, oh they no, were, like, here we go. Completely... Maximin Grunhauser, um, um, Absberg, Alto Reben, Reben, mm-hmm. um, von Schubert. I know how to say Schubert. <laughs> Schubert. <laughs> um, uh, a 2014 too... bottle. Uh, and it was, you know, it was, it, it says that it was dry and it was super dry, but it was still sweet and there was still like a nice, um, sort of, uh, sweet acidity to it. Well, didn't Paul say that all Rieslings have some residual? Sh- yeah, mm. and that's why the residual sugar is because they are all on the menu. mostly grown in a cool, cool climate. Yeah, like all Rieslings are grown in cool climate. And he explained to us, and the menu explained to us that the kind of craze of describing these two things when talking about Riesling is kind of finding that balance, like a mm-hmm. balance that works for you. Or that right. you think could work for somebody else or, you know, whatever. And how everybody's tastes are different. And how you're able to explore that all within one varietal. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. He, ugh. The way that he was explaining it, it was just phenomenal. Yeah. But you can understand why we would want help. Because there were 13 different Rieslings yeah. on the happy hour menu alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, oh. It was a lot. <laughs> Crap. That's a lot. Um. Okay, cool. So to go along with our Riesling, we ordered food, obviously. Mm-hmm. We started off with something that you were super excited. This is the one thing we ordered off the happy hour menu. Yeah. Um, I'm, I love popcorn a lot. Um, like a lot, a lot. And um, we were, I don't know, kind of in, when it, when it comes to like popcorn, like, I don't know, I think about drinking Chardonnay with popcorn, but this That's was, cl- this was clearly not the place to order a Chardonnay your first time. Oh my gosh, which I'm so glad we didn't. Yeah, I mean, they they have Chardonnay. Like there are a couple of, there were a couple, there were a couple of bottles of it, but like that, this was not the time or place. He didn't have any California Chardonnay, remember? No, he didn't. Paul is like They were all French, weren't they? Yeah, it was all non-oaked Chardonnay. Yeah. 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 So, and we later found out that Paul is like, "Mm mm-mm, about oaked California Chardonnay. Yeah. So I'm so glad. And it was funny because as we were walking up, I was like, I feel like an oak Chardonnay right now. Because there's popcorn all over the place. And I was like, I want some you oak Chardonnay. you see all that popcorn and you're like, Chardonnay, please. So glad we didn't say anything but, like that to Paul. But even though we got Riesling, like, I was still like, we have to try popcorn because it's it, cause it's Parmesan spiced. Yeah. And, we and it was great. It was toasty. Um, and it uh, was made in these um, giant tubs. I mean, it was kept in these giant tubs. They also have um, house-made potato chips, which are also kept in these giant tubs yeah. in the back. And and the, the little kitchen was, like, right there. Yeah. So we could watch the guy cooking all the food. Yeah. 
The, yeah. the the cook that was drinking water out of a wine bottle. Yeah, I, at, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't true. water. He was like chugging water out of a wine bottle. It may bottle. have been wine. Yeah. No, you How do we know it was you water? You don't chug wine. There's I don't no know. Way, there's no way Paul would Maybe let anybody he had a chug long wine ass in, in the kitchen. Who knows? Paul know. is awesome and he can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Don't move, dog. Uh, cool. So we got some popcorn and we ordered cheese, obviously. So they had a cheese selection. Yeah. And they had a lot of cheese. Yeah, they did have a lot um, of cheese. So they had several um, categories of cheese. They had the first one was soft, bloomy, sexy. Yes. Mm. Uh, next was soft and stinky. I think there were only like one or two cheeses in that category. And then it was uh, semi-firm slash earthy slash outliers, mm-hmm. and then firm slash smooth, and then hard slash nutty, and then blue slash salty, um, and sweet. And then there was oh. a list of cheddars yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. And um, just they had the a pretty big selection of cheddar cheese. So being people who love cheese, we struggled to choose. And the server, who wasn't Paul, mm. the other server, he tried to help us out and like gave us some excellent recommendations gave and us descriptions. A kind of personalized plate. You can get either three, five, or seven cheeses on a cheese plate. Um, they are a little bit pricier than some of the other cheese plates yeah, we've looked at, that's okay. but that's fine. Um, uh, 19 for three, 32 for five and 43 for seven. Yeah. But we, we asked the server to just pick his five mm-hmm. favorites. So we had some buffalo cheese and we had some other cheddar cheese and pretty amazing. They, I would say they were kind of small servings of cheese yep. Yep. from what we're used to. They did come with this kick-ass bread holy though. Holy crap. Yeah. No. It was a walnut raisin yeah walnut raisin bread honey oh and then a little thing of honey to like put on the cheese and the bread um so it was a very simple classy cheese plate i liked it a lot yep and yep and you were able to just kind of try everything with everything yeah yeah it was it was amazing so if you really if you really hated the cheese you could always just put it on this amazing bread but all the cheeses were great i didn't hate any of the cheese i didn't hate any of the cheese either good yeah, but some so, cheeses were so good that I kept them away from the bread because I was like, don't you touch oh, yeah, my yeah. cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, You have to try the cheese without any toppings and mm. without any anything interrupting the flavors. Um, but they have an excellent cheese selection, and they're very knowledgeable about their cheeses and how they're made and where they come from and the animals and stuff. Um, so, yeah, if you're, if you're struggling with the cheese, just ask one of the servers because they'll help you. They're great. Um, so I was starving. So I needed to order something else to eat before we got our red wine because I was just going to be destroyed because mm-hmm. we were having way too much fun. Um, so I wanted to get pickled vegetables because that's like my newest obsession lately. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there were carrots and celery and pickled celery, for those of you who have never had it. Just tastes like pickles. Just tastes like pickles. I mean, you can tell it's celery. Like there's still a little bit of celery in the taste, but since celery is, you know very much almost entirely water and it ends up just tasting like pickle juice yeah. sticks um and then cauliflower oh yeah, yeah. Oh, pickle cauliflower will change your world i can't do it you didn't like it I, it's not that i didn't like it it's just that like i had to i need to cut it up into little pieces next time oh yeah it was full because i put like a full thing in my <laughs> mouth and almost died like i couldn't do it i felt oh, like i was being man. i felt like my whole mouth was pickle but they did have a very thorough menu and happy hour menu, but things were, I think they were a little pricey and we were trying to spend most of our money on wine. Yeah. We definitely went in with wine being the priority, yeah, especially because so. we had kind of this secret plan that if we didn't eat too much, we would go and eat food afterwards. Yeah. 
because we always end up spending way too much on food. It's true, <laughs> especially if we got a little tipsy. Then yeah. we end up spending way too much crazy. on food. Yeah, so we, we've been trying to be more careful about that. All right. So, of course, as per tradition on the pod, we moved on to red wine. Yep. Um, a majority of the wines on this menu, I think it's safe to say, were French. Yes. Right. It's a pretty French, France-dominated menu. Not a lot of California or New World wines. Yeah, barely. Um, Which I, mean, I liked a lot. Quite a bit of um, Germany, a little bit of South Africa in mm-hmm, one portion. Mm-hmm. Um, we had those Lebanese white wines that quite, we're, we've newly discovered. A couple of Australian wines as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, but it, it looked like we were mostly dealing with France. It's like we we're living in Paul's wine cellar. Yeah. So yeah, like all his favorite wines pretty, and he's like, these are what we're drinking. Yeah. The, yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of the feeling for it, which makes sense. Because, I will make you love them. <laughs> because the place's name terroir is, you know, specifically pointing to the, the, the emphasis of location. Right. Over other aspects of wine, which right, is right. how France rolls. Yes. So it makes sense. And old world. Yeah. Wine places. Yeah. Um, so we decided to go with Pinot Noir because... I guess we're just drinking all of our favorite wines tonight because whatever. Yeah, and I copied you because yep. I thought it was such a good idea. Um, so they did have several flight options. Um, so we decided to pick a Pinot flight. Um, and the flight deal was 26 bucks for a flight of Pinots. And you could pick any three Pinots from um, their list of, how many do they have? Like 10? Yeah, there weren't there weren't like Something a bajillion like pinots or anything like that, yeah. but there were enough that you could do a flight. Yeah, so we decided to go. We were trying to decide how we wanted our flight to be handled, so we decided to go with three French Pinot Noirs, which I believe are all from Burgundy. I probably should have looked that up. Yeah, they look like they're from Burgundy. I don't know. Three French Pinots. Um, yeah. And they were all extremely different, and it was super exciting yeah, to try them all. Yeah, it was super exciting. Um, like, there were pinots from kind of all over the place on that menu. Um, they weren't all French. Oh, yeah, Remember? yeah. No, no, no. They yeah. were from everywhere. But, yeah, we, but we, like, we, they had Oregon. They had France. They, yeah. had, they had a German pinot. Yeah. They had a Loire pinot. They but had... we stuck specifically to, um, to, to France. Yes. It was tasting. Yeah. So we picked three French ones, and they were super interesting and different. Like, one of them was super light. One was almost smelled and tasted like Madeira and one was like a little more traditional and very cherry full in its flavoring whatever they were all very different so it was super exciting to to taste these three wines from a similar region that had completely different flavors yeah um like how we, like the one the, the the one in the middle in particular mm-hmm. was um very dessert winey Kind of in how it tasted. Yeah. Um. It was very weird. <laughs> it was very weird because yeah. like it smelled. It smelled almost like Madeira. Um. But it was. But I mean, it didn't taste like it. Obviously. No, no, no. It tastes like Pinot. But, but it was. It was really odd. So yeah, it really. was really cool to drink these three Pinots back to back and mm-hmm. and get a little flight tasting because like who doesn't like a good old flight of Pinot Noir? I do. Yeah, that's good for sure. All right, so we finished our Pinot. Yep. And we were like, mm. Well, I mean, across the <laughs> across the bar from us um, was the bar's collection of Madeira, at least the the Madeira that was on display. Right. And if you've listened listened to previous episodes, Madeira is our new favorite dessert wine. Yeah, it's one of our favorite 
um, you know, it is a fortified f- wines. Fortified wine from Madeira. From Madeira from Med- from Madeira itself, like the Portugal. island. Yeah. yeah um, off the coast of Portugal, which is almost more like the coast of Africa, if you look at a map. Um, right. So we, in the past, we've had um, this, the Rare Wine Co. Madeira, which I posted photos of on Instagram. Um, but it's this awesome, like, New York, or American edition of to um, creating wine. Madeira. Yeah, it's it's like a it is a the rare wine company's goal is to recreate um, wines that would have been that would have been like brought over from Madeira to the United States during different times in American history, particularly during revolutionary and colonial times. Right, and they're named after the regions where the certain styles were the most popular. Yeah. So we have been drinking, I think we've only, we had, previous to this experience, we had only ever had the New York Reserve Reserve yeah. Madeira. Yeah, which was, yeah, which is since, this, and another reason why this wine is also created is kind of just for historical funsies. Mm-hmm. Um, like a majority of the founding fathers were obsessed with Madeira because it was the wine that was primarily sent to the um to you know the the northeast because of mostly weather and right. also just there's only so many ships delivering wine so it you either get the sweet stuff or you get the not sweet stuff right and the folks in the north were getting the sweet stuff um which makes sense because it was freezing in the winter time yeah yeah needed some warmth so, in their bellies so they like to name their wines after these like different historical figures um, like, uh, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and James, James Madison. Madison. Um, and then also major cities like sh- yeah, Chicago. I mean, Does Chicago have one? Um, no. Philadelphia, Philadelphia is on there. Boston is on there. Charlotte. Is there, yeah, I guess there maybe, maybe I've forgotten. Um, but I mean, like if you also look into the history of Madeira, other founding fathers, so it's worth also checking out, um, maybe the rare wine company. Founding fathers like Ben Franklin and Alexander Hamilton were also mm-hmm. obsessed with this stuff. Right. Hancock, also yes. crazy. But So we decided to try two versions of this rare wine co Madeira that we had never had before since we'd only had the New York one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to go with some... Okay, dog. Wow. <laughs> wow. He is being... The dog s- just flopped such over. Such a drama mama. Oh my I gosh, Baloo, you are the most ridiculous. You are just the worst... He, are yeah. you going to pause the recording We're again? done. He, We're think, done with he's, you. He's thinking We're trying to it. talk about wine, and you are just sassing us. Anyway, <laughs> so I decided to get, uh, we decided to go with some Founding Father Madeira. <laughs> so I went with the first president of our country, George Washington Madeira. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you went with? I went with Madison, the fourth president of our country. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, and, and it was awesome. Yeah, no, it was good. And also, you know, there was some, there was some kind of, uh, variety with what we chose. For example, um, mine was, uh, a little bit sweeter mm-hmm. and, um, and we'll talk about the varietals in a minute, Yeah. but, um, mine was sweeter, um, and, uh, a little bit kind of easier to drink. Yeah. I think yours had a little bit more stank to it and yeah. it could kind of stank. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, A little bit sharper. I felt like taste. they kind of described the men that drink them. Yeah, I, I guess so. I felt like mine was, like, very intense and noble. And yours was, like... What, are you, what are you saying about Madison here? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just... I don't know. I All I know is that mine felt tasted very noble. Oh. 
it was George Washington. Felt it tasted like intense and noble and like, yeah, I I run this country. I'm gonna have my Madeira now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas James Madison, he didn't have as much responsibility up front, like at the, as George Washington to begin with. So maybe his was like a little bit more relaxed because I mean, he's like, at least I'm not George Washington. Whatever. Madison overcame being sick all the time. I know. He was still a badass. Clearly, I don't much, know much about American history. Um, but regardless, they were very different, which was so interesting. Yeah, but um, we were drinking and having a good time, um, and then. But we had to get dessert to go with. Our oh, that's right. Yeah, we got an olive um, oil cake. Yeah, so they only had two things on the dessert menu. They had a chocolate something. A chocolate something. <laughs> Who knows what? Uh, I, I don't. I can't remember. Um, and an olive oil cake with yeah. fresh ricotta, candied figs, and pistachios. And I thought that that would go better with our Madeira. And it did. Which it did. It did. Um, we were really it, good I at mean, pairing I mean, Madeira with did, food. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't go as well with the Madeira, I think, as that, like, caramel... Oh, like, the that, like Dulce de Leche, like thing at that other place, butt cake thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but whatever. It still went very yeah, well. It, it didn't overwhelm. Good. We still could mm-hmm. taste the Madeira mm-hmm. and love it and yeah. live our best life. We're eating figs and stuff. So we're sitting there. We're drinking our Madeira. Yeah, living our best life. We're and like then Paul cool. came we're, to the rescue. Paul shows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was the best moment of the evening. Easily. So Paul comes up. He asks us what we're doing. We're like, Hey, dude. You know, we're big fans of Madeira. We've had the rare wine co stuff from New York. Madeira, we don't know but shit. But we decided to try a different one, so I'm we having... We know it's Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm having George Washington. He's having James Madison. And we're just like, yeah, we love it. We know we love Riesling. We love Madeira. We're like, we're living our best lives right now. And he's just like, who are you? <laughs> That's right. He was very friendly. Um, but he was like, he literally was just like, who are you? Yeah, like, what is your kid's problem? <laughs> like, what I is mean, your deal? I think he was really impressed because he's like, uh, clearly you're in the place where, like, we love Riesling and Madeira. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're in my living room now, bitches. <laughs> That's exactly how it felt. <laughs> oh, man. So um, so then, you know, he, he starts, like, talking a little bit about Madeira. He wants to kind of figure out, like, what our deal is. So he ends up asking us, like, what are the four primary grapes from Madeira? Yeah. And, of course, um, I didn't know. And, of course, we didn't know. And, I mean, I wanted to say, um, like, I don't know, like, I, I, in, like, looking at the kind of consumption of Madeira in, like, revolutionary times, I kind of discovered the nickname Malmsey. Mm-hmm. It goes along with, um, uh, like, the sweeter sort of um, right. varietal of, um, of Madeira. And uh, so I kind of thought that that was just a nickname for Madeira in general. But I did too. Yeah, but no. Clearly, no, su- we didn't know. Surprise, no. Um, instead, it is more. It's like a nickname for one of the four major grapes um, of Madeira. Right. And so, so he kind of gave us a rundown of the driest to the sweetest. Again, um, you know, keeping in mind the whole residual sugar um, acidity balance when right. thinking about these four things. So, so yeah, there are four main varietals that are used to create make produce yep. madeira and yep. it's cercial yep cercial Verdelho, Boal, um, Bordelho, uh, Boal. Boal and malvasia which is also nicknamed momsy so there's your momsy nickname yep. and um so he broke out this other type of madeira that they had that we had been eyeing but yep. a bottle was like twenty four hundred dollars at this so at this wine bar so we couldn't get that so um he broke out this other brand um which you may have seen if you're a madeira fan it's called De Oliveras. Yep, yep. Um, so he broke out four bottles of De Oliveras of yep. those four varietals, 
And then he brought over the corresponding bottles of the rare wine co and put them side by side. To kind of show like, you know, what the spectrum is like with these with with these four varietals and their yeah. dryness to sweetness and how based on like the region that the rare wine co bottles were named after of ha- named after how those corresponded to like sweetness mm-hmm. and how like the warmer regions drank with the drier wine and the colder regions drank the sweeter wine and we were just like mind blown ah! and later when we were doing some like kind of looking into the history of madeira and how to like make it like nowadays there is this really intense process when it comes to making the wine in order to replicate what it would have tasted like um, hundreds of years ago. Like there's actually a process of trying to make it taste like it's been on a boat for months. Wow. Um, Because that's what the wine tasted like by the time it got to um, the colonies. Mm -hmm. It would like have to pass, it would have to pass over the Atlantic or it would pass through the Caribbean and it would have to deal with all of the climate changes that happened with that. And so they try to replicate that um, during the actual process of, like, you know, keeping the wine. Which is just so cool. Which is just, it, it just blows my mind because I don't hear, you know, that's not something we talk about when we talk about other kinds of wine, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, is it oak or not? <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, it's like, well, is it oak? Okay, good. World, no, it's world? not. All right, old New I, World, I Old World. Oh, was it steel? Okay. You know, oh it, man! It, but yeah, he he gave us this awesome little like history lesson on Madeira and the rare wine co and and he he let us he gave us a tasting of a nineteen thirty seven yeah social social yeah from De Oliveros and yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the bottle that cost like twenty four hundred dollars and so and he just had one open he and, just poured us a glass and you know <laughs> and knowing him um and if you listen to any of his interviews you'll kind of get an idea why he said this. Um, right before he left us to kind of taste it, he um, he told us to imagine the United States in 1937 and to kind of like get to like picture in our heads like what the world was like and what yeah. it was like to live at that time because that's like this dude's deal. Like he likes to use wine as a, you know, and it, and, and, and it like almost as like a... Um, it's like a time machine. Yeah, a time machine or a like location machine that yeah. can take you anywhere at any time. Um, oh, that's so cool. And so, it, like, I don't know. I haven't tasted. <laughs> it's from 1937. I think that's the oldest thing I've ever had. Yeah. I can't think. I wish like, you had less because, the 1909 because, because <laughs> uh, you know, most wines don't last that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's very rare to have wines that are that old. And you know, Amazing. he also had a bottle um, um, of Malmsey that was a hundred. That was from uh, 1907. That was on the table. It so was cool. across from us. And like. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's insane. Like, oh, it just, was very cool. Just insane. It so, was like a really inspiring so he, experience. He showed this off and kind of gave us this little lecture. And then there they were, all of these bottles. We had eight bottles eight in bottles, front of us. Like thousands and, and thousands it, of dollars worth of material. Just like just sitting, sitting there on the bar in front of us. And we're like looking them over. And I'm sure that just about everybody who worked there saw us. And we're like, oh, it looks like they got the Paul lecture. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably like, well, I, I know who was, I know who's been here um but yeah so that was a real hoot oh it was so cool um but paul gave us this wine and he vanished and we later found out that he had to go do a private tasting downstairs Mm. so we're just like sitting there with all this madeira and we're like guess i guess we should go yeah bye paul (laughs) but he did give us his business card thanks for the class and he was just like i i felt like he was impressed by us and our taste even though we didn't know much 
And I feel like I need to learn more and go back and, like, have a legit conversation with him about Riesling and Madeira. And I kind of feel like, like, when we go there, we should only have Riesling and Madeira. Like, we shouldn't even have red wine. Yeah, but, I mean, the list the lists of wines from Bordeaux and Burgundy were yeah. also really extensive and exciting. Um, I don't know. I think that I'd really like to go there and try other stuff, too. Yeah, that's, as long as Paul's there. Yeah, but, I mean... I think that the summer of Riesling is something that we'll really consider. Oh, we need though, to save up and do the cruise. Yeah, I mean, I ticket, tickets are cruise. expensive. but I don't care. Let's save up. Let's but, do it. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. If you're interested in these kind of events, check it out. But yeah, in case you're wondering, we really hated this place. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. We, <laughs> yeah, we loved it. Um, I, I think mean, it, it's been my favorite so far. At least the experience was the ex- my favorite. It was easily one of the best experiences. Um, I was definitely not relaxed there um because of how much was there and how excited i was yeah um it wasn't like other places we've been where i've just kind of like turned off and been like oh okay like look at this this wonderful wine selection i'm going to order this wine that i know i'm gonna love and it's gonna be great instead it was a much more experimental um and kind of out of the comfort zone but in a good way experience yeah that i I can't wait to do again i kind of felt like i should have like studied and prepared more because I felt like I, we just jumped in like, oh, here's another wine bar. But it ended up being like a truly incredible experience. Yeah. Especially with Paul. So, Paul, if you do end up listening to this mm. episode, thank you. Thank you for a great experience. We, I'm sorry we weren't honest with you. We didn't tell you that we were a podcast and <laughs> that we were there for the podcast. Because I didn't feel like it was appropriate at the moment. But we do really just love wine and love going to wine bars. That's what we told Paul, guys. Yeah. Which is true. Yep. And we just didn't want him to be like, you don't know he wouldn't say that because he's the nicest guy ever yeah uh yeah and he was friendly to everybody oh he's such an and i mean and i feel like we're talking a lot about paul but the everybody who worked there was amazing oh yes yeah Yeah, no i mean like they were so like there was this one couple that were a couple of chairs down from us that had no idea what they were doing like there was a guy who sort of acted like he knew what he was doing but he didn't know what he was doing and he was there with a date who didn't know anything and um they were completely blown away by the menu and you know one of the one of the people who was working there totally helped them out and yeah. guided them through it all it was amazing it really inspired me to study more yeah. and harder and learn more which was I've... good because it's not that we've been in a rut it's just we've been really busy and yeah. wine hasn't been as big of a priority in our lives i think i want to know more about over the Riesling last couple of weeks and so <laughs> it was really nice to kind of go and have a quick little wake-up call like hey you're passionate about this Johnny, <laughs> at least that's what i needed i needed a little reminder like hey oh, um you man. actually love this pretty unconditionally so yeah. you should pay more attention to it oh it's so good but yeah we um let's see the 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 menu the selection the pricing the ambiance i'd say it all gets my grape of approval yeah, grape, grape, i don't know grape. maybe it's a little on the more expensive side yeah i but mean it's if you're on a budget so, it's like, not it's definitely not easy but it's definitely cheap enough if you're going in for like maybe one food item and a couple of glasses and they do have their happy hour the happy hour is you know awesome it's a significant it, it also makes wine that should be very expensive not as expensive yeah so if like and you, if you meet Paul, he'll just he'll. Yeah. So if you don't want to spend a ton of right. money, but you want to get something real fancy, uh, this is a place to go. Yeah, okay. I loved it. I love it so much. We're totally going back there. And you even said your birthday's in April, and you're like, I know my birthday is so far away, but I want to come here for my birthday. Yeah, no, it's definitely like a birthday location for me. Like yeah. I would totally go there with we a small will group be going back. with a small group of friends. And, we will be going back. You know, 
you just go a little crazy because it's 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 a place that's worth going crazy at. Oh man, so good. Anyway, so that sums up Terroir Tribeca. We yep. freaking loved it. Paul is the man. Look him up. Watch some of his videos because he's so hilarious. Yep. He Look makes at... wine accessible. And, oh, he really You know, does. that's how we roll. That's what that's we're That's what we're passionate about, so. Yeah, and check out the menu online because it's dope as fuck. <laughs> and um, shout out to Alex Krukus again for our for awesome theme song. amazing intro. And uh, check us out on Instagram at wineisgrape. Email us at wineisgrape at gmail.com. Instagram is a great place to look at the things that we talk about yep. in case you, at least in case we're not good at describing things. I'll post a photo of the eight bottles of Madeira that we had oh, in front of us. Oh, it's such a beautiful shot. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I took that picture. You did. Well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to episode 13. Yeah, thanks for putting up with the doggos. We apologize. Yeah. Um, there, One is currently on his back with yeah. his legs in Next the air. Next time we record, we will not have them around, um, but they're they're sweet. They are. They're sweet. They're weird, special. Weird, weird dogs. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Take Look. care, everyone. We will see you next time. Yes, for episode 14. Mine is great. At a location to be determined. To be determined. Oh. <laughs>